Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt. Boom Boom Gabbana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? Howdy, Luke. It's going great. Good. I am glad to hear. Um, right, well, let's dive into the uh, show itself because we've got a big old mailbag to get through in all of your chats and we're going to be talking about what should main events WrestleMania this year. Here is the show. Should headline WrestleMania 37 night Uno? Should it be Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship or Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship? We're going to find out. At least we're going to discuss about it anyway. I am Luke Cohen. I'll be your king freak for this afternoon's stream. And I'm joined by Rob Zombie's newest fan, Denise Salcedo. I am now Metalhead. Wait, he's like, he would be considered metal, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. meet Metalhead Denise Salcedo. Good morning, everyone. I'm now a Rob Zombie fanatic, expert, enthusiast. <laughs> Uh, thank you all for joining us here on the uh, the magazine show of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Uh, let's we'll get into Rob Zombie in a little bit because that's something that you and I have been discussing online this week. But let's talk about our main topic first off here. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up, we actually had a. Uh, a mailbag question about this, a Patreon mailbag question from uh, Michael Morales, who I think has also sent in a hyper chat about it as well, uh, which is that I've seen a push for Sasha versus Bianca to main event night one of Mania, uh, or even main event the whole thing. as fans and wrestlers um, think that you know, it's a bit of a dream match. It's something a bit fresh. Plus, you know, you've got this whole thing. of it's two African-American women, which has never happened in WWE before. Uh, but it adds that, you know, I would have agreed with that, but the build has been pretty bad with all of the Reginald stuff. Um, so I, I have seen a massive push for this this week because they announced on Raw that 
Bobby versus Drew is going to be the main event of night one, while Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan, which we're going to get announced over the weekend, will be the main event of night two. But there was this like huge swell of fan support that Sasha versus Bianca should have been one of the main events. Like pretty much since Bianca won the Rumble, there were people who thought it would be one of the main events. Where do you stand on this? Okay, so I feel like this isn't as easy as a decision because here's the thing, and I've always been very open about this, is that I've always said that I feel that whatever the hottest feud is should really be the main event because speaking as a woman, I don't want things just handed to me. Like, no, I want to earn, I want to earn everything. I don't want people to be like, Hey, Denise is just on Russell talk because she's a girl. No, no. (laughs) I want to be on here because Hey, I'm, you know, what you would consider the best or whatever. I don't want to be on here or anywhere because I'm because of my gender. Like I don't like stuff like that. So here's the thing. So I thought from the very beginning, all right, when Bianca Belair won the Royal Rumble, it was crystal clear that she was going to go into this match with Sasha Banks. And I said, all right, great. Well, this needs to be the main event, just like everybody else here, because that really was like the dream match that people had in mind for Bianca Belair was always Sasha Banks. Now, however, unfortunately, this built, this storyline has been god awful. (laughs) I don't necessarily think that I... I don't necessarily think that my like I still want to see this match, obviously, for what it's going to be. But given how it's been built, it's kind of like it hasn't gotten me that much more excited. Like it should have gotten me to a new level of excitement and it didn't. And that's obviously a no fault of Sasha's or Bianca's. It really was just a story around this main event or this possible main event matchup. So given all of that, I would say, okay, fine. Should it be the main event? If it wasn't the main event, if they didn't decide to be the main event, would I be upset? Would there be an uproar? From my part, no, because I do not think that this has been the hottest feud. Now, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. What's the alternative? Drew versus Bobby Lashley? Now, let me ask myself an honest question. Has that feud gotten me invested? It's probably been a better booked feud. It's been a better booked feud, period, be, uh, compared to the Bianca Sasha Banks. So in that sense, yeah, that would probably be the main event. Now, is it the main event in my heart? No. <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of like there's two different thought. Like if it was something else that I was like, oh, my God, like, no, this really needs to be the main event. I think I would be a lot more passionate about it, but I'm not. And yes, it would be an incredible thing to have Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair be the main event. But again, I stand where I said the hottest feud. And here's the thing. We still have a couple, what, two, three more weeks to rest. Two, two, weeks. Yeah, we've two, got weeks. two weeks left. Two weeks till WrestleMania, man, things can change. And in two weeks, I could be like, you know what? Two weeks, they did it. Bianca, Sasha, hottest feud of the night. Let's do it. Main event, whatever. Yeah, it's it's bizarre, isn't it? Because like off the off the Rumble, when Bianca won the Rumble, it was just like, that's clearly, that's the main event right there. Sasha versus Bianca, because that is Sasha Banks, who is an incredible talent, an incredible character. And Bianca Belair, who is, we've like, as fans have just been like desperate for a push like behind because she's so good and she's so talented. And it's like that on paper, it was just makes the most sense. Even if you'd have given me like Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair or Bobby versus Drew, I would have gone Sasha versus Bianca. That should be the main event. That is the match that on paper I'm the most excited for. 
But since the Rumble, man, they have done everything possible to kill all my interest in that match, whether that is them being tag partners going after the tag titles and losing twice, by the way, constantly pinning Sasha Banks in all of this, all of the Reginald stuff. And it's now like, we said this last week, but they have taken this feud off the boil. And not only that, Sasha barely getting these wins over people like Nia Jax and then Bianca Belair being squashed essentially two weeks in a row by by Tamina. Tamina pins her in the tag team match that they have. And then the following week after that, she lays her out cold. And I'm thinking, what on earth? Like, this is definitely and I went on. I'm not going to go on the same rant that I did on my Smackdown post show. But on my Smackdown post show, I rebooked the entire feud. And I've said this one million times. I'm no booking genius. I'm not. Not Adam, I'm not a genius when it comes to booking, but here's the thing is that it was such a simple story to tell that really any random Joe Smith or John Doe, whatever the name is, Jane Doe could have booked this feud. All right. And so it's been very unfortunate because again, from the start, I think my immediate tweet, knowing that when this match was officially announced was this is going to be the money match, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. And obviously athletically speaking in ring wise, you know, they're still going to have a phenomenal match. So on that end, I'm thinking, well, you know, if they were to make this the main event, at least we do know that they're going to have a a really good match in ring wise. Yeah, and and I think there is an, an argument to be made that it's sort of like actually no, I, w- I wouldn't say that there's an argument to be made that it buries the Royal Rumble gimmick of like you know you win the Rumble and you get the main event slot many because we've now got two Rumbles. Mania's not going to be over two nights next year. There's been multiple years where the Rumble winner has not main evented uh, the show. There's been times where they've opened the show, so I don't think that argument really holds much water. I just I really wish that this feud had the same heat that it did following the Rumble. And they have just like, with too much time on their hands, it kind of like fell apart. I took this to the community poll as well on Talk's podcast channel. The vote is still, about, is still up. But like I said, which would you prefer? Bobby versus Drew or Sasha versus Bianca? Which should headline? 75% have gone for Bobby versus Drew. Like for me, oh, that's, an o- that's like an overwhelming like majority have gone for uh, Bobby Drew. I thought you were going to say Bianca Sasha. I'm actually really surprised by that because I was going to say, okay, I can see people still picking the match because, you know, just of the, you know, what it would mean. So Mm -hmm. that's what I personally thought. And now, see, that really bums me out because, again, this should have been a main event. We should have been saying, dude, I'm so excited. This is going to be epic. Like I remember when they announced the women's main event for WrestleMania 35, I thought, oh, my God, this is so exciting. And it made sense because, you know, they had Ronda, Charlotte, Becky. They were really doing the hottest thing at the moment. So it was kind of like. What the heck? And so anyways, I, 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 that really bums me out though. That really, really sucks. It bums me out too, because it it should be the hottest feud right now. And yeah, unfortunately kind of isn't. And like, you know, the two chats that we've got on this, Michael Riviera, who is the guy that actually set up this conversation, uh, said, I still think Bobby versus Drew should headline night one because of it not being, uh, it's not being perfect. It has been better than Sasha versus Bianca because of all the Reginald stuff. And Matthew Makovsky says, my thoughts on the main event, I want Sasha versus Bianca for the history side of things. I think Lashley versus Drew has had the better build. However, my main question is, why do people care? I mean, they're going to watch the whole show anyway. Of course, because it's monumental. It's like no matter what, the main event is the main event. And when you go back and you look at, you know, what was the main event for WrestleMania, like past WrestleMania, this is something that is looked on. It's a main event for a reason. People people work for that spot for a reason because it's been, you know, 
it's been a coveted spot, essentially. The, the biggest names of the biggest names have held that opportunity. You can say, I main evented WrestleMania. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. that comes with that. And so it, it does mean a lot. Uh, okay, right. Well, before we dive into your Patreon mailbag questions, Denise Salcedo, it was announced this week that Rob Zombie's King Freak off of his new album, uh, let me actually get this up on screen because otherwise I will get it wrong. The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy is uh, the new album. And the song Triumph of King Freak, A Crypt of Preservation and Superstition will be the theme song for uh, NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. We've been talking about Rob Zombie a lot on this show recently because he's just come up in regular conversation. You've now listened to the song. What did you think? Okay, so... Before I get into this, I should let you know that a couple years back, I did the Rob Zombie maze. The key had oh, a yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah called uh, the, at Universal, right? No, it was called Sinister Point, and it was in La Habra, California, like a couple oh, years sweet. ago. And it was these because I love like horror mazes, but it was the scariest thing I've ever done <laughs> in my entire life because they actually <laughs> made this one was different from like the universal ones and the knots ones and all of that. They actually like made you crawl in this like tiny little like black box where you like crawl for a while and then they make you walk in a swamp and you can't see anything because it's pitch black and it was terrifying. So here's the thing. They were playing Rob Zombie music, but I really wasn't listening because I was so scared. So I never really actually fully listened to Rob Zombie unless it's been like a theme song for a wrestler or a theme song in WWE in the past. So anyways, I completely forgot that I was supposed to do this. And so I saw your tweet and I said, shoot, they're promoting it. I look at the time. I have 10 minutes and I'm thinking my makeup's not done. My lights aren't up. But you know what? I used it. I put it on. It was like a four-minute song. And I got to listen to it twice, actually, in those 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. turns out that I didn't understand one word Rob Zombie <laughs> was saying other than King Freak. I think I heard the word, uh, oh, uh, what was, it was something with an E. God, okay, I forgot the word. Anyways, I heard one other word. And then I heard devil a bunch of times. And that was it all right he sounds very very angry too much too much for me in the morning i need to be an angrier person to listen to rob zombie and i was as i was listening to i started thinking like this is a great beat like i'm really it gets me excited like the second you press play it's like oof i'm on like i'm on i feel like i'm being electrocuted right but i started thinking how does luke listen to this you don't even know what he's saying all you're, li- all you're really listening to is him yell King Freak a couple of times and then just listen. Oh. It's really just the beat, I feel, that you're listening to. No, there's all of like Rob's great lyrics in there as well. Like you can make I it, you can make it out. No, oh, no you, you cannot. Gotta... Listen intently to these. You can even make it out. How do you listen intently when it's like, like all up in your ear? You can't listen intently. There are soft songs that I listen to that I still have to like really make out the lyrics and that requires focus, but it's a soft song. And here I am listening to like, by the way, do not, I don't know how many, I'm sure Rob Zombie fans listen to Rob Zombie any time of the day, but turns out in the morning, probably not the best idea, but you know what? I had it on this morning. I had it on this morning at 6 a.m. I got up this morning to do some work and I had it blaring out of my speakers at 6 a.m. this morning. And my I wife came in. Your, your neighbor. I'm my just wife so came mad. into the office. 
my mom came into the office and was just like, what are you listening to? I was like, oh, Rob Zombie's new album. And she was like, is it good? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. And I read out the, the title again. And she was like, that guy needs to grow up. Like, stop trying so hard. And I'm like, no, it's cool. And she's like, he's too old to be doing this now. I was like, no, no, he's not. He's only in his 50s. He's fine. And, he, and she was like, he's only in his 50s. Oh, the road has been rough on him. And I was like, no, he looks cool. You leave him alone. What does alone. he look like now? I don't think I've seen a recent picture of him. Okay, well, let's get Rob I have, like, zombie. makeup on my eyeball. It's really bothering me. Apparently he's doing a tour this year. Uh, By the way, I didn't even realize it was, I knew we spoke about it being a new album, but when I went, I clicked, I went on Spotify and I typed in Rob Zombie and I was like, well, where am I going to find the song? I had to go back <laughs> to your tweet to even get the name of the song. I had to watch a little bit of the video to find the name of the song. And then I thought, yeah, Triple H would pick this song. This is very oh, so. on par with yeah. all of that. And he's got pride with WWE. He was one of the raw guest hosts uh, when they were doing like the guest GM stuff. He was Edge's theme song for about a year or so. This is Rob Zombie here in 2021. Look at him. Look how cool he is. Okay, but you can't really see his face. Like, I'm sure he's got wrinkles underneath there. Like, you can't barely see anything. God, I wish I could look that cool. Uh, Anyway, right. (laughs) You can. You can. Grow out some. Does he have dreads or what are they? Okay, get dreads. Get yourself a big funky hat. Get yourself like (laughs) some man jewelry. (laughs) And you're gonna compared off. Like even when I had long hair, my hair was so like straight, like straight and long. I basically I looked like I was from Hanson. I look like the drummer from Hanson. So my it was just so straight and fine. Like did you braid it? You should have braided it. I did try like a couple of times, like just trying because I, I was also massively into corn at the time and I wanted to look like Head, who was one of their guitars, and he had like these wicked braids and stuff. I've seen so that. I- See, I confuse sometimes the guy from corn with Rob Zombie. <laughs> and then oh, so- come on now. <laughs> don't they both kind of look similar though? I don't know. No, they don't. No, they just got they got they're white guys with beards. I guess I guess they all do look alike, really, at the end of the day. It's like Oops. WWE's main roster guide, like <laughs> the white guys with beards and black hair. <laughs> I remember one time I was asked about ZZ Top and I was like yeah that guy showed up at I think it was he was at Wrestlemania at some point with like the big beard and all of that and I I only know these people based on whether or not they've appeared on wrestling at some point in time so I don't really know these people Uh, if you were to score it out of five what would you give the song okay I would love like if I were Triple H and I wanted like a new theme song, this would definitely be up there as like I would select it. Now, will I go back and re-listen to the song on my own accord? Will I go back and listen to the album? Oh, uh, maybe not. But I would give it a good solid seven. Okay, very very nice. Uh, so seven out of ten. I think that's a that's a fine score. I've it been is a bugging fine my score. I've been bugging my wife with it all week because he's got a track on the album called Crow Killer, and I just keep walking around the house singing like I am the Crow Killer. It's, it's doing my wife's head in. Anyway, your poor wife. She's like, I'm not in the mood for this. I'm a grown woman with a job. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, it, I mean, going on drives like we go on a long drive. We have a shared playlist. And like it's you guys share playlists, you're allowed oh, to listen to your own yeah, music. We've got, got a shared playlist and stuff, and it's got some like tracks that she likes on it, and I have a lot of Slayer on there, and that she does not like when all the Slayer tracks come on. Okay, that is very sweet because in my relationship, I cue the music, I pick the music, we listen to my music. <laughs> if he wants to listen to his own music, connect the Bluetooth, 
put yourself some headphones on or something. I ain't listening to your music because my my fiance likes to listen to like the Misfits and like the Dropkick Murphys. Uh, Drop, Dropkick Drop Murphys. Murphys. He likes. I yeah, love yeah. the Dropkick Murphys. Actually, they're fine to listen to. Uh, like I think it's Tiger Army, right? Tiger Army. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Like I've heard this a million times and I already forgot. But he listens to like that type of music and like there are songs that I can tolerate that I can listen to. Like I can listen to a couple of the Misfits songs and all of that. But everything else for me is just noise. We've got one more uh, hyper chat in as well about this main topic, uh, which we'll do before we get into the Patreon mailbag from Marmalade Squeeze, who said it's simple. Let two baby faces trying to outdo each other be the buildup. Have them in matches that show their strengths and in the end beat the clock gauntlet with the winner determining the stipulation. Let the workhorses do their thing. I mean, it's a good idea, but I think we need more Reginald in there. That's what it's missing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just need to see Nia Jack spanking Reginald a hundred times, and I need to see him do flips in the dressing room because we all do that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Let's get into your Patreon mailbag questions. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is go on with our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon at any dollar amount. Leave your comments in the community section. Do not email me. We'll just lose it. Bad at my job. Duncan is kicking things off this week to say, hi, Team Danuk. Hope is all well in the land of the USA and not London. Uh, Luke, you're a horror fan, so I'll ask you for your advice. Watch The Shining, uh, The Exorcist, Silence of the Lambs. Do you have any recommendations? Denise, Ooh, I've seen all of this. Any- 
Do you have any films you'd like to recommend, horror or not? I, I've watched some horror films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. The Shining. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really did watch it, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I believe you. Which one was the other? Oh, Silence of the Lambs. That's the one where the guy, like, takes off the skin and he puts somebody in a hole. That mm-hmm. one was pretty yeah, yeah. good. I actually think I like that one more than than um, The Shining. Yeah, it's a great film. Absolute stone cold classic of a movie. I don't um, think I like The Exorcist very much because that one's really terrifying. Like, I feel like that can really happen. So I'm like, nah, I don't yeah. want that. Um, I mean, I would recommend, like, if you're looking for a franchise, well, and like, you sound like you're in, like, you're after some classics and some perhaps with sequels that aren't so great, I'd recommend The Omen. Go with The Omen as your next bout, man, with like Damien and then like, because that's got a bunch of sequels and stuff and like a remake and everything. So maybe that's, could dive into The Omen next. Does The Conjuring count as horror or does it just count it as like a thriller? Because well, I watched The movie. Conjuring and I had nightmares for like two weeks about that. Like anything that involves the spirits and like devils going inside of a human body to me is very very terrifying because you Mm -hmm. always hear those rumors where it's like yeah it's true and like the church is just like covered up or something and i was like what like is that for real and so that (laughs) that stuff really terrifies me like i always tell my grandma like this is a joke we're always like i can no se vaya meter el chamuco basically that means like don't 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 let the devil go inside of you (laughs) But in Spanish, and I always tell my grandma that I hope the chamuco doesn't come. <laughs> my mum went to the pictures to see The Exorcist when it first came out, and I believe she nearly walked out because she was a Catholic girl, and it scared the right because it's, you've heard the stories. They tell you like this is things that the Catholic Church has like you know they've had to get those spirits out of people. And I mean, I know some people think like, oh, it's probably not true, but I'm like, what if it? is that's not something i necessarily want to find out <laughs> uh matthew makovsky says uh hey team to nuke uh, my question is going to be making comparisons of stars from wwe to aew like who is the mjf of wwe i personally think it's the miz um oh, so God, no so who do you think is the uh the kenny omega of wwe See, I don't know if i like doing this type of stuff and you want to know why because i hate when people say in any sort of, it doesn't matter what form of entertainment we're talking about or what subject we're talking about. I don't like when people say this is the next person or the next this person or the that that person. Mm. I'm not a fan of that because I always feel like whoever it is, they got themselves over. They got themselves in that position due to their uniqueness, their ability. So I can't necessarily say, oh, this is like the, the, uh, the Kenny Omega of WWE because I think Kenny Omega is doing his own thing. Same thing for MJF. And it would be the opposite way too like if you were to say who's the Finn Balor of AEW I'd be like no Finn Balor's Finn Balor so yeah you have a better answer for this well I mean like I would only say Roman in the sense that like because he's the top guy so I'd be like oh yeah Roman Reigns is the Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega is the top guy of AEW Roman Reigns is the top guy of WWE and that's pretty much like the only way I can make the comparison of right the two, really so and, I like think, in the same way yeah go on Oh, no, no, because I understood the question as who can have the type of matches that Kenny Omega has. Mm. So that's how I understood the yeah, question, no which is why that, it's yeah. like. Yeah, like no one can do that. Like no one no one can have like Kenny matches, like because only Kenny can have those Kenny matches. And like Ro- only Roman, I would say, can do those Roman matches at the moment. There's no one else in the wrestling world that is doing Roman Reigns matches right now because he's it's so personal to him and it only works for his character. Um, 
So yeah, so I, I think so. But like, you know, if I would say like, uh, who are the, the the young bucks of WWE? I'd probably say the Usos because they also do lots of high flying and lots of super kicks. So I, I think you could probably make that. Or it could be like a very young MSK, the very young <laughs> version of the young bucks. Uh, Dwayne the Gronk Johnson said, if you could be in the crowd for any WrestleMania, which one would it be? I'm picking X7. That is the WrestleMania I wish I could have been part of. I picked that one too. And you want to know why? Because that was the first WrestleMania I got to watch on TV. Nice. So I have fond memories of it. Like I remember like being really excited for it. And it was like this big deal. Like my uncle bought all this food. And so I have fond memories. Like, I can still remember my living room and what it looked like with the TV on watching WrestleMania 17. Yeah, so many people in the chat are also saying 30, which would have been really fun to be a part of. For like being part of Yes or Mania would have been so, so good. Yeah, That'd seriously. Brilliant. I would like uh, the... to be front row at any WrestleMania, though. I've never ever been front row to a WWE event. Uh, no, I've been on like the ground, like the ground sort of floor, but I've never been front row for, for a day, like in, on the hard cam side or anything else. And that was on like the very first raw taping I ever went to, which is in 2005, maybe. But uh, Batista had just won the title from Triple H. So it must have been 2005. Um, and I was on like the floor seats then um, behind the commentators, but like I was about like six or seven rows back. But yes, yeah, so I've never been like properly front row, but that's like the closest I've ever been. Same. And I really want to be a front row person someday. Someday. I don't know when. Someday. Hanging out. Hanging out with that lad and his mum. Uh, the <laughs> real Shorty G, Aaron says. Uh, hey, guys, do you think CM Punk's pipe bomb was good or bad for fans? Because after this, uh, people started criticizing WWE and wrestling as a whole a lot more. Just a thought. I would say, uh, Aaron, I think that is um, that's causation and correlation. It's just the like Punk's, like, I'll be honest with you, every, like, there, if you, Prior to Punk's Pipe Bomb, people were criticizing WWE all the time. It was just on message boards. It was just on the smartmarks.com or the Wrestling Observer like message boards. That was right, but it wasn't like a public thing. But Punk's uh, promo was just also as the Twitter was like wrestling Twitter was on the rise as well. So there's like the two just sort of crossed over. Now it's just more in a public form. So all of the complaints that I, you know, I have had as a wrestling fan on message boards since the late 90s into the 2000s would exactly the same then as they are now and it's just that now it's on twitter and it's just in a public form as opposed to being on the smartmarks.com yeah i completely agree with that because there is like such a long time that i wasn't even on twitter i wasn't on mm. anything like i wasn't messaging with anybody i was just keeping all my thoughts to myself <laughs> <laughs> or posting them on facebook for like my family members to see who didn't even care so it is really weird to see like how now it's such a big part of you know just big part of like life now. It's like tweeting my thoughts about the shows. Totally, but like they do, they used to do storylines through Twitter and stuff. Now there have been I would times miss like all where, that stuff. I would oh, miss it. I yeah, I get, there have been times where me and Ollie, I remember me and Ollie doing a review of a show, being like, I don't know where this feud started from, and someone must have been like, oh, it started on Twitter, and I was like, well, I mean, cool, tell me that on TV, then tell me that this started as a Twitter beat because I don't, I'm not always on Twitter checking everything. Yeah, exactly, and I, I still. I try to think about that because there are times where like I'll see things and you kind of feel because you're in this like bubble of like wrestling commentary that everybody's in there. And that's not true. Like I still feel there are plenty of people like I was because I really I didn't join Twitter. I think officially I didn't really start tweeting until like late 2017, maybe late 2018. So I started really late, like actually tweeting my thoughts and whatnot. So I'm thinking, all right, if I started late, there's probably other people that are just like, 
nah, not for me. I still watch, yeah. but just not for me to tweet about it. I celebrated my 11th Twitter birthday fairly recently. I don't know because wow. apparently Twitter, tweet, Twitter tweeted out being like, you've been on here for 11 years. And I was like, oh, congratulations. What a waste of time. Um, thank you. To, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, and also thank you to Flaming Clive for your fantasy booking that you sent across. I'm not going to go into it now because we are pressed for time, but it was basically about kind of like making this idea of, uh, because now NXT have got their women's tag belts, that it's used as a way to start a war between Raw and SmackDown versus NXT and NXT UK to build like to a Survivor Series thing. I think it's, I mean, we sent across to Adam. He's the fantasy booking guy. I mean, it's very unlikely that it will ever happen. But um, I mean, I'm all for like, so if, as long as it means something, because like I Survivor Series means nothing at the moment. These diddly squats, just like Raw versus SmackDown, like who cares? Who could possibly care about Raw versus SmackDown? So like, as long as it means something, then I'd be into it. Diddly squat. I'm going to use that from now on. It You're means welcome. diddly squat. Uh, Forrest says, not a question, but I can sympathize with Denise when it comes to mobile game purchases. Some games are completely unplayable without spending real life money on them. Stop playing one after two weeks after its first release when I realized it was entirely pay to play. My suggestion is to work, uh, work one weeks of purchases into your monthly budget. Yeah. So, you know, after we had this conversation, mm -hmm. I started, I would hear your voice, like my mother in my head, Denise, don't buy stuff. Denise, don't <laughs> buy stuff. And I said, well, what does he know? What am I going to do for fun? <laughs> I need to relax. God darn it. So I bought, I bought two creams because they were doing double points. So I bought mm. $65 worth of face what? cream. $65? Yeah, 60, but what? It worked out though. So, I, and you know what's sad? I had already <laughs> bought a cream. So, remember I told you I bought one that was like $25? Yes, I bought I two it. more. So, oh instead, I thought about it this way I need cream. I gave one to my grandma. I bought a day one for me, a night one for me. I spent $65 and I got like almost 300,000 diamonds. That lasted me like wow. a good almost two weeks. <laughs> $65. But Crikey. I got the cream though. But so, you already had some. No, I didn't. I needed cream. <laughs> I gave the other one to my grandma. She needed cream too. Well, now you've got an abundance of the stuff in the house. <laughs> yeah, and I saw they're selling this thing. Like, I forgot what the name of the brand is, but it's like a bunch of male products. And I went, I asked my fiance, I was like, hey, do you need male products? He's like, Denise, I use the same thing for everything. So no, I don't. And I was like, dang it. I was like, I need to buy something else from this app so I can get diamonds. But there's nothing else that I can buy. Like there was a dog bed. I don't have a dog. No, to course you like, how do they get you? Like they, they must have hit the jackpot when they got you onto this game. They really did. Like I'm keeping them funded. Uh, right. I've got to move on. Marcel Jura says, uh, remembering, the <laughs> remembering the Daniel Pewter hazing from the Rumble 05 by the hands of Benoit Guerrero and Bob Holly. Uh, boy, howdy do I. Uh, by that time, that was the worst case scenario. Their heaviest consolation of workers to do the punishment. I wonder who would be the three guys from WWE today to do the same punishment. Now, his three picks here might be the best answer, which is Thatcher, Walter and Cesaro. That probably would be, but it's more of like, I think it's not just, it's, it's more of the mentality. I think you have to have that mentality of, Hey, this guy didn't work for 
Fern didn't work hard for this. This guy has heat, et cetera, for whatever reasons it is. It's more of the mentality, I think, that the wrestler has to have in order to do that. And it's mm-hmm. funny that you mentioned that, that he mentions this because I was just re-watching this clip, uh, this match, actually. God, when was it? Like a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, I was re-watching it. And I just thought to myself, like, part of me understood why they did it. But the other part of me was just like, oh, that's messed up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. One of my my favorites, because I would throw Brock Lesnar into there only because, like, do you remember when that the Brock Rumble as many, many years ago now? And then the Wyatt family, all four members of the Wyatt family were in there trying to beat up Brock. And he got super mad at Braun Strowman because Braun wasn't selling for him. So he was just like, oh, I'll just start hitting you for real then. So he just starts, like, wailing on Braun Strowman. And Braun's going like, oh, no, oh, no, don't hit me too hard. <laughs> No, and it's crazy, like, going back in hindsight, because there are a lot of moments that I didn't know, like, a wrestler was being stiffed, right? But there are a lot of things that now I go back, and because now I know about that stuff, and I see it, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, this this, this rings so much differently now than it did back then. Because back then, I, I couldn't tell. You know, I was young. I didn't really know anything, so I couldn't really tell. And now that I know the stories, going back, it's like, oh, man. Like this guy was really legit, you know, being taught a lesson at this moment. I remember that the review of that rumble, Brian Alvarez and uh, Vinny V talking about it. And Brian like talks about, cause like after he beats up um, Braun, he then gives a German suplex to Luke Harper. And like he's like, I've never seen a wrestler want to roll out of a ring faster than Brody Lee after he took that German suplex. Like, oh, I gotta get out of here. Like, I'm not doing that again. It's wild, man. I'm sure there's like so many more like other stories. I love that. I love those kind of stories, though. Like I like to know that type of stuff. Not that it happens, but I like to know about it. Uh, Ket said, uh, what's up, guys? Which paper world champion uh, do you wish had a better run that they and then they got? For me, it's Jericho back in 01 to 02. I wish he was treated like a legit undisputed champion. I second that one, especially because I was such a big mm-hmm. Jericho fan. Like he was really the oh, yeah. one that like. When I started watching wrestling, it was Jericho that really kept me there and kept me following along with everything because I was I was rooting for the guy, you know. Yeah, maybe I'd pick like uh, Punk's first run that he had when he had like when he had the world title that he won, and they basically just like took it off him in a backstage segment. I kind of was like just so I could see what that run could have been. Like they never gave him the full push anything like. They they would say like oh you know the the belt doesn't make the man like the man makes the belt and unfortunately he wasn't making that belt but they yeah I, I kind of proper chance because he exactly. was over yeah but they didn't give him a shot they didn't give I him just, a shot I'd like to have seen him get a shot exactly and if he wasn't I don't think people would still be talking about him to this day like there's a reason why people still talk about CM Punk because I think the fans that he had were really really fans of him they weren't just like oh I'm fans of him because he's in WWE right like no I feel mm-hmm. like. They, he really, really had this like bond connection with his fans. Uh, Jonathan Hetman, a couple of questions that uh, either of you could ask, uh, answer rather. Uh, Luke, what's your opinion on the MST3K versions of the Godzilla movies? Love them. I love MST3K and I love them doing any movie. I think those guys are hilarious. Um, and Denise, if Taylor Swift was to do something in wrestling and ask for your advice on uh, who or what she should do or what sort of angle that she would do, what would you say? What would be your advice? I'd say don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say don't do it. Don't get into oh, yeah. the wrestling world. It'll bring, do something it'll bring else. Your bra- it'll bring your brand down. You know what I think uh, is hilarious? <laughs> you know what I think is, and I do, which is sad. It's sad because, you know, I'm a rest- we're wrestling fans, but it's sad mm-hmm. that, you know, the mainstream world sees wrestling as a low form of entertainment. But um, 
you know what's funny though is that you get all the interesting questions and i get all the same questions i want to talk about godzilla and king kong do you do you want to talk Not about really. them denise but i did watch a little bit of the trailer though yeah what did you make of it i thought who the hell watches this me i do I can't, I can't wait, I can't it's just so I think it's oh, so Denise. like lame, dude. It's so cool. Like, there's the big lizard dude and a big like um, ape dude, and they're gonna beat the crap out of each other. It's gonna be and there's gonna be buildings that fall down. Stuff's no. gonna blow up. Oh, it's gonna be no. rad. I it's thought to rule. myself, I was like, I'm gonna tell Luke that I'm gonna watch the movie. You know what? I'm gonna <laughs> watch the movie. And then I, I was watching some wrestling. So I don't even know what I was watching. And the commercial came on, and I thought. Oh no, I'm not gonna tell Luke that. Hell no, this looks terrible. I can't buy this. Me and my wife were getting that day one because you can get it on like home premium and stuff and we can rent it. So we're like day one, it's out. That's our Friday evening story. When is it coming out? It's like it's early, I think it's early next month. I think it's like early April. So oh. like, um, it's gonna be one of our Friday date nights, and I cannot wait. Um yeah, so uh, do you know what? Actually, that reminded me. You know, when you said like you get asked the same questions all the time. Yeah, I was um I was at the um the press conference for the first Avengers movie, and I was like really it was one of my first ever press conferences I ever did, and I was really nervous about it. So I didn't actually ask a question. I just basically was taking notes and recording it for a podcast. And um, there was like a guy who asked a question, and they asked Robert Downey Jr. about was it Robert Downey Jr. I think it was. I think he was asking Robert Downey Jr. about like the complexities of the Iron Man character after Iron Man Two, and sort of like this that, and the other. And then asked Scarlett Johansson, uh, "What was your diet for the movie?" And oh, <laughs> what a oh god, no! There was like a whole movement from actresses that said, "Ask a serious questions." Scarlett Johansson was like, why do I always get the rabbit questions? Like the rabbit food questions. That's all I ever get. Like he got to ask a question about his character. And I was just like, no, I get to talk about salads. <laughs> You're like, yes, I had a biscuit. You know, I hate those. Have you ever seen those videos? The ones where the, the star, like everything I eat in a day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I watch those. They make you feel terrible because I realize how much more I'm eating than these people. And I'm thinking, dang, that explains oh, a whole lot. Uh, Independence I won. I was re-watching Endgame and I cried when Cap said those words, Avengers Assemble. Me too. Okay, uh, it got me who's your favorite like from the Avengers? Captain. Captain America. Oh, you Cap suck, Luke. What do you mean I suck? Cap's you the suck. best. No, <laughs> it's Iron Man. Iron no, Man's literally the best. He's got charisma. He's funny. He's charming. He's rich. He can do all the smart tech stuff. What does Captain I'm hearing, America I'm, do? I'm, hear, I'm hearing you describe Captain America. He is handsome. He, was, he is funny. He, he is, is not witty. handsome. He's charismatic. No. What? No. Are you Captain high? Is not handsome. Are you high? No. Chris Evans is one of the most handsome men on the planet. No. Are you out no. of your mind? Robert Downey Jr. is way hotter. Sorry. I stand by this Please statement. I've had this out. argument. I've had this argument. I will keep having it. Besides, he, there's nothing charming about him. He has to have a pr charming personality, and he does not have a charming personality. This is absolutely outrageous. I, my, so my brother's girlfriend, is, I, she's never watched the movie, either movies at all. Um, she's only just started watching them. And she did not like Captain America either for the same reason. She was like, he's a bit boring. And Thank I was like, you. he's he, so vanilla. He's like lame. He there's was, nothing to him. He, 
the first MCU character to make me cry uh, when I went to the cinema to see it because there's a movie in the first Avenger when uh, he's like he's on the plane and he's not meant to be going because he's meant to just be this this symbol of like, the USO shows go there and entertain the troops and he's on this plane he's defying the orders and Peggy Carter says like you can't uh, I, I tell you what to do I'm giving you orders and he's like hell I can't I'm a captain he presses you and I was like oh, he's a captain he's Captain America and I proper cried and it makes me like just thinking about it now makes me cry again i feel like he's more i don't mean i don't know because i don't really know this word so this world so this is really just me talking out of like the brief knowledge that i know about this is that i feel like captain america is more over with guys because that's how guys want to see themselves and they're like oh i want to be captain america like that's he's me just like, cool man and he also no, got my not. favorite friend. He's not cool. cool he's like the third coolest one because uh <laughs> i think thor's cooler thor is way yeah. cooler because Thor can like you know have some funny lines and stuff doesn't make him cooler. No, he's cooler. He's more like good looking. He's he's got like everything. He's like more like manly or like you know I like that. No, I mean someone said it said uh, Hawkeye is still no one's favorite. He's Laurie Blake's favorite. Laurie Blake. <laughs> <laughs> loves Hawkeye. This is his favorite character. Um, anyway, uh, Independence Taiwan has it got me thinking about how you guys would book the moment when Chuck Taylor finally says the S word on TV to make it as memorable as possible. Um, I have absolutely no idea um, how, how to do that. Just have him say it, I guess. Uh, I could care less. <laughs> really, I could. <laughs> Uh, and also thank you to Jamie Donnan for all your fantasy booking that you sent in. Again, pass it on to Adam because he's the man who like can kind of give some good feedback on this. But um, yeah, I, I mean, what do you what do you like to see like Jimmy Uso do when he comes back? Which is what um, Jamie's uh, fantasy booking was about. Well, I think he definitely obviously has to go in this whole thing with Roman Reigns and everything that they're doing with, with Jay and Paul and all of that. Now, it would be shocking because I know somebody else mentioned this on my SmackDown post show that it would be shocking if he came back and he wasn't on their side. That would be pretty interesting. But I don't see that happening. Obviously, I see him joining forces with them. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Greg Barber, uh, the Royal Rumble from 1997 has got its fair share of slack, but I believe that the last 10 people in the ring are like The Undertaker, The Rock, Mankind, Bret Hart, Vader, The Bulldog, Steve Austin, Funk. He's written here Kevin Nash, but it's fake diesel. Um, can you think of any time in history where there was that many people in the ring who would be considered legends? I'm sure there's more. I just can't think of it right now. I think the Rumble, the 2001 Rumble, has is like a stacked Rumble. Like whenever you look at that, like, and there was also a Rumble where it felt like anyone could win that year. I mean, it was obviously Steve Austin, but still, like, yeah, it just felt like there was loads of people there. That this could be the year that they win this Rumble. And I think you know the the 20. Remember when it was Santino, Morella, and um, <laughs> Sheamus as the final two in the Rumble? Oh, that was so depressing. Was it the 2018 Rumble where it was like you had Brock, Undertaker, Goldberg? Like, and they, they had this thing, it was like it's the most star studded Rumble of all time. Like, I think that would have been one that you could probably have as well. Um, Chris has got a very interesting question here, um, which is says, are you, as you could probably guess, I'm a big fan of Alexa Bliss. Um, and I often hear about her current gimmick with people asking why Alexa Bliss has powers now. I, I'm just to interject here, I don't know why people are asking that. It's quite obvious. The Fiend gave her powers like what that's the, how was that obvious well the, the fiend gave her powers i guess you're right what are yeah. her powers though she's telekinesis she's, telekine yeah, she's got telekinesis 
Uh, but Chris argues here um, that Alexa's always had power. She's always been a fairly supernatural character. She was a pixie in NXT. On SmackDown, someone called her a wicked witch. On Raw, she was a goddess. I hope that they can make her a dark goddess um, and it was just like the fiends released her from her mortal vessel. My question is, how long before we can see her as the champion again? And is she on the verge of becoming the female Undertaker? Oh, I have see like for me this whole storyline has been like I'm figuring it out every week very slowly since this is not really my forte like I don't really know like even like for some reason like I need to have this thing explained to me that's that's what I'm trying to get at here with this Alexa Bliss storyline I don't think she's in line to become the female undertaker or anything like that I think that this you know will last a while but I do think we'll go back to seeing her as you know the goddess Alexa Bliss um mm. I do like everything that she's doing. I mean, I've said that a million times, but this this is interesting though. Like, cause how do you go back from something like this? You just don't oh, yeah. revert back to what, you know, you there's a two two polar opposite things. Yeah, uh, just a couple of corrections. Well, 2017 Rumble uh, is the one I was thinking of. Thank you for the chat. And uh, was, it was um, Alberto Del Rio, not the Sheamus uh, ending with that. Um, oh, thanks. Santino. I don't know why I thought. Yeah. Wasn't it Sheamus? Why, do I, why am I remembering Sheamus? And Sheamus, Sheamus was uh, Sheamus Jericho, wasn't it? was the final two. Because everyone thought that Jericho should have won that year's Rumble. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes. Um, Hollywood Salcedo number one fan Adam Gibbons uh, says, uh, my question about plans for the podcast going forward. Once COVID restrictions are lifted in the UK, will you be going back to the studio to do podcasts together or keeping it in this format? I understand the magazine show and Quizzlemanias will remain like this because the guests are in the States, but will review shows go back to the studio? I really miss seeing you boys together. Um, yep, absolutely. Once the Once everything is safe, probably until we're like all fully vaccinated is when we will go back like when we've had both of our shots that's and like that's that's that will be probably the time that we all start going back into the studio because that will be when it's like a, a fully safe thing to do and i think that i think the plan is like for most of us to kind of get like uh, you know in our age bracket because we're all old um is like by sort of april may time although it might be later than that now uh, i think by sort of september october we should be fully vaccinated i think you might be sooner because they just announced well for california Yesterday, April 1st, anybody over 50 can get it. And then April 15th, it's open to anybody over the age of 16. So April oh, wow. 15th, I can start getting my first vaccination. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. What, I mean, I'm waiting to get my letter, basically. I'll, once, once it's my turn, and then I'll take my turn, I'd much rather people get it before I do, in terms of, like, if they need it, I'd much rather they have it before me. Like, I'm, I'm not an important person who needs it. I'd much rather just, like, people, like, actual people who need it can get it first. Um, so, but yes, we will be back in the studio at some point this year. Um, can, although he does say as well, like, if uh, you came to the UK, would you do some shows with us? Well, if I was in the UK, I'd probably be sightseeing. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, Callum said, who do you think the first person to come out for uh, the first crowd, first show with a full crowd for WWE and AEW? I think it should be Drew for WWE and Jericho or Cody for AEW. Didn't we get this question similar to this question? We, we, but it was we, for WrestleMania, wasn't it? I think it was for Mania, yeah. Like, and we said Seth Rollins. Person? Yeah, Rollins, I think we said. Because like Rollins versus Cesaro, just because it'll be a real like workhorse match. Um, yeah, I suppose like whoever is the big baby face at the time, like I, you know, like for W, like for AEW, I'd love it to be Kenny, like for like them to do like the full big entrance and stuff. And he was like, it's his first, you know, first entrance in front of a crowd, not in North Carolina. And like, that's the, I would say Kenny Omega for AEW and like with the first full crowd there. 
I'm going to go with Jurassic Express because I like the song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've just given Orange Cassidy Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. I love that song. That would be a rad one to do. Um, Sam Sweeney, uh, last year I was supposed to go to my first ever taped episode of WWE, having gone to a few live events at Butlins and regularly going to my local uh, promotion for FW. I was finally ready to go and watch an actual episode take. And then lockdown happened and it's been delayed twice now and will probably be delayed again. Um, what are you, some of your favorite moments of seeing wrestling live? Oh my God, I have so many. You know what though? My favorite one, to be honest, or one of my favorite ones was I did Bound for Glory. God, when it was in Irvine, it was like early 2010s, maybe 2010, 2008, somewhere around there, right? Bound for Glory in Irvine was when I went. Mm -hmm. And that was such a great show. And I had really good seats too. I was like in the fourth row and it was one of the best live wrestling shows I ever attended. Then I also did another impact house show and I was a lot younger then. So they did this thing that was like, Oh, like whoever's like the loudest fan gets to yeah. go backstage. Jeremy Borash comes out and he's just like, whoever's the loudest fan tonight will get a backstage ticket. I was selected. I what, got to go really? backstage. Yeah, I went backstage and I was so excited. I had never gone backstage before. So that was like my first official time. And so I went and I was like walking around, you know, trying to get my little picture. So that was really fun. And then, oh, there's just too many. There was like all of this like raw shows that I went to at the Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim. That was really fun. Uh, so there's there's just so many. I don't know. I can't pick them all. There was one time, though, I think one of my first Raws at in Anaheim, I was somewhere in, like, the ground area, and I don't even remember what the hell happened, but in the end, Austin was, like, doing his beer thing, and, like, a piece of beer, like, a, a drop of beer landed on my shoulder, and I was, like, a kid then, so I was, like, oh, my God, I'm going to go home. I'm going to stink like alcohol, this and that, <laughs> and, but it was such a cool experience. I think one time, I, I think I think I even got Triple H just spit on me one time oh, when course. he did the spitting thing, because I was also, like, really close up, and I'm pretty sure that happened, or... And maybe it was in my head. I don't know. But that happened too. So that's something that stuck out in my head. I mean, I just have like a million memories from like a lot of live events. From WWE sides, like I was actually thinking about this in the week. I can count on just over one hand the amount of WWE shows I've been to. Um, but like I, uh, NXT TakeOver London was like one of my favorite shows that I've ever attended. I absolutely, like I, me and my friend John had such a great time because we bought, we, we struggled to get tickets. Like I was there like when the tickets were released to buy them. And like by the time I'd refreshed the page when it went live, they'd already sold out. So like I had to buy these dreadful tickets, like absolutely awful, awful seats. And like, I, I was looking at them and I was like, oh man, I don't think it's going to be a particularly great seats. And we went there and we picked them up. And when we actually got to our seat, they were worse than I could have thought. Cause we were oh, like- they were worse? Worse. Cause we were like right at the back, like right, right, right at the back. We could actually touch the back wall of the arena. Like that's how, like we were literally on the back row of things. And my friends was actually starting to get like a bit of vertigo because we were like so like high up and so like sort of at an angle. He was like, I don't feel great, man. So I, um, I went down to the, like the ticket office and I said, I, I lied. And I said, oh, my, um, my mum got me these tickets, but like, you know, she didn't realize I'm like, my friend's now getting vertigo um, because of them. And he was like, oh, let me see what I can do. Tick -tick 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 -tick. Oh yeah. Go and take these two seats instead. They just put us in the press area. And so Amazing. we were then got awesome seats. Like, they weren't high so... up. Usually the press area is sometimes high up too. Oh no. We had like this, like this whole sort of seat area. It was basically like for sort of press and like uh, special people and like, like celebrities and stuff like that. So like we, um, yeah, we had 
banging seats we were like basically just by the like basically just sort of above the ring and stuff you can actually see us on camera um <laughs> on the nxt because like i said they taped an episode of nxt as well like for the week after and you can see us during i think it's enzo and cass's entrance um so yeah like it was we had, a, had an absolutely wicked time like it was so so good and i was there for like and i was such a bailey mark as well <laughs> and she was defending the title against nia Jax. i was genuinely worried that bailey was going to drop the belt to her so i was like so emotionally invested in her beating nia Jax. oh it was brilliant such I a think great we time. all went through like a bailey face though but for reals though going through that having to sit someplace really high is terrifying it most recently happened to me wrestlemania 35 i went to the uh, the takeover show in uh brooklyn and i forget the name of the actual uh, arena but in brooklyn where they did the hall of fame and everything the press tickets were all the way at the top luke it was so bad i couldn't move i literally could not move yeah. I was sitting there and I was like, I can't move. I can't move. And my fiance was like, Denise, I'm going to go get some snacks. I was like, no, Sandra, you can't get up. Do not get up. Don't move. And like people were, people that I knew were coming to sit down in the press section and they were standing up talking to me. And I was like, yeah, uh huh. Mm-hmm. I was like, sit down. You're making me nervous. And it was so bad. Like it, it was a horrible experience. Like just sitting so high up, I was terrified. It took, uh, it took yeah. like a good solid hour to get comfortable Get used to it yeah. yeah we had that one with the um uh hello wembley the progress show we were like like that was a, they put the press right up in the nosebleeds uh for that wembley arena um but actually funny enough when i got to my tickets i got my seats uh, and i went to sit down there about five rows down and to the left ollie davis was there and like and i, I just shouted, i was like davis and he was around, like what the hell are you doing here i thought you were like way up there. i was like i know i got better seats now <laughs> so he had like, the brilliant seats and you're all in the nosebleeds Oh, yeah. Uh, Alex Kirkman said, this may be a very unpopular opinion from people, but does anyone else think that Ric Flair is massively overrated? Any decent match he had was a result of other people in the ring. His promo skills, albeit second to none, in the 80s and 90s, consisted of rambling and woos. His wrestling repertoire was samey and boring. I will never understand what people saw in him. I don't think I'd put him in my top 100 of all time. What's your answer? I need to hear your answer before I give mine. He's one of the best to ever do it. Like it's more like wrestling is more than just like wrestling is more than just what you do in the ring. And Flair was one of the best to do it in the ring. He could control the crowd like no one else. And like you know, same with Hogan. Hogan can do jack. He could do anything. Like he could do leg drop and a you know and a big boo, and that was pretty much about it. To some tests of strength, but he knew how to control the crowd. Flair knew how to wind a crowd up as a heel, and he just looked so good doing it. And I loved his promos. Like he uh, he is one of the best of all time. Yeah, I second everything you said. Mm-hmm. One of the best to ever do it. Uh, Marcus says, um, who could you realistically see beating Nick Aldis for the NWA World Championship? Oh, I don't really watch NWA, so I'm a little out on this one. Yeah, I really don't know. Like, I don't feel like NWA has got like any sort of, yeah, I don't know on that It's one. never, I like, really I hate to say one. it, but it's never been, I don't feel like I'm the target audience for NWA power or anything like that. Like, it doesn't appeal to me. Like, it doesn't appeal to me at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Zaya has got, um, I'm going to truncate your question just slightly, Zaya. I do apologize for that. Uh, but it's basically about like, would you like to see Jeff Hardy in uh, in AEW? Because like Matt has said that he thinks that, um, that he's a bit misused in WWE and he'd like to see him come over to AEW. So, I mean, would you like to see Jeff over in AEW as well? I think there's too much going on on AEW right now for Jeff Hardy. And there's other people that are doing what he can do and they're younger. So it's kind of like, 
Mm. Yeah, like I, my worry would be that like you'd just get another Hardy Boys nostalgia run. And like right. I, I, I saw that like five or so years ago, whatever it was. Like I, I think I'm I'm pretty much over a Hardy Boys nostalgia run now. But that but at the same time, like they're not doing him justice in WWE oh, either. No. So I don't really know what the right answer is here. I actually forgot he had a match with the Miz this weekend. Like legit, I I did I did the recap on Raw, I did it on the news, and I did it on the podcast. I nearly forgot it happened twice. <laughs> And you know what's funny is that you were just saying that he was your person that you get most excited I know, right? for last. I and know. now I think about you every time he comes out, I'm like, I wonder if Luke's excited. He's probably not even excited I'm right not. now. I am absolutely not. Yep, to answer your question, I am not. Um, Josh <laughs> they ruined said, it for you. Josh said, uh, something different for you this week. Um, what do you think would surprise people the most about being a content creator? Something that maybe surprised you when you first experienced it yourself? Not that it surprised me. Well, maybe it, it didn't surprise me. It was just more firsthand. It's a lot of work and a lot of things you have to learn on your own that in bigger companies, you have a person for each little tiny thing when it's just you, it's just you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a lot of work. And here's the thing. You don't nearly get as much rewards for all the work that you're doing. The rewards that you get don't essentially correlate exactly with the amount of hours that you're spending on this video or on this whatever. And there's a lot of back end stuff that goes into stuff that I don't think people realize. Uh, a lot of back end work that goes into like getting interviews and and just like coming up with the video, scheduling the video, whatever the video is, there's a lot of back end work that goes into that. And I don't think people realize that either. Yeah, for me, it was actually like learning about viewership patterns on videos. So like when me and I first started doing uh, WrestleTalk podcast, it was basically like, so that was one of the reasons I came in was because we wanted to do, Ollie wanted to do more long form content because that was what YouTube's algorithm was at the time. Because like the WrestleTalk news used to be like four, five minute videos. And we're doing four to five minute videos a day. But uh, YouTube was saying like, well, yeah, your watch time's really short because you're only doing four to five minute videos. So we were like, okay, well, cool. We'll do some longer form content. And so I came in to kind of help with that side of things. And we would just start in the podcast. And at the start of things, we would have like, okay, here's our title. Here's our thumbnail. And we're, you know, reviewing Raw or whatever. But we would just start just having a chat. Like we would just start the podcast just being like having a chat. Here's what I've been watching this week, this and the other. And when we kind of looked into the analytics, like, the viewership for like was just tanking, like absolutely tanking out the first 30 seconds because people were clicking on a video, not realizing that you're talking about the topic that's in the th- uh, the title of the thumbnail and clicking off of it. Being like, I haven't got time to sit around and wait for you to talk about this. If you're telling me that this is what the title is, give it to me now. Like that is what I'm after. Um, so we had to like completely reformat the show. And when we did, there were loads of people that were being like, whatever happened to like you just chatting at the start of like videos and stuff. And we're like, we had to stop. We had to stop doing it because if we did it, people weren't watching the video. So now like when we used to do the Raw and SmackDown reviews together, we would just review them in order. But, you know, there would be like a title and a thumbnail regardless of like what the big talking point of that week was. And we just then, that's why we the show's format the way it is now. We talk about the big talking point at the start of the show because that is what people have clicked on the video to see. And it totally makes sense. Like it, it totally does, like, you know, it totally makes sense. But I just, I didn't expect it. I thought if people are watching a podcast video, they're just going to expect a longer form discussion. And then, you know, the, the thing that you kind of expect them to talk about will eventually come, right? It's so interesting, like the viewing patterns too, because it's just like you learn so much about like even doing like a pre-recorded video versus a streamed live streamed video versus having the podcast version on the audio is different uh, viewer habits than the mm-hmm. video version of it. So it's like sometimes be two different worlds, you know? 
oh yeah podcast that was the other thing as well actually was that people not knowing what podcasts are like i was really really because I, i've always been into podcasts like i've been doing podcasts since like the late 2000s like i think my first podcast I ever did was in like 2007 2008 and so i uh, when i came to work for WrestleTalk in 2016 or whenever it was i just kind of assumed that everyone was listening to podcasts <laughs> and then we i would talk about podcasts on like the shows and people were like what the hell's a podcast <laughs> and like, and, and I think even now there are people who don't really know what podcasts are. And now recently, still, even though it's so like, there's so many. I, there was a study done recently um, that Apple, uh, um, I was talking about, I was talking about someone with this, that Apple aren't saying you to, their advice to people is don't tell people to subscribe to your podcast because people hear the word subscribe and they think of a gym membership. They think of Netflix. They think you've got to pay for it. So they don't know that podcasts are free. So they're telling you what you should do now is tell people to follow your podcast because you follow people on Twitter, you follow people on Instagram. That's a free thing, right? So it's like changing the wording and stuff. And I didn't even consider that. It's but really, true. Like, that makes so much sense. It's true. My mom, she wouldn't watch a lot of my shows because she thought she had to pay for it. Yeah, that's <laughs> was right. Like, oh, yeah. I thought I had to pay for YouTube. And I was like, what, mom? What are you talking about? YouTube is free. She's like, I know it is, but I just thought I had to pay for your stuff. And I was like, thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> she just found um, out like this last year too that you don't have to pay for everything. Yeah. It's weird. But yeah, like Bubba makes it like, but you still say subscribe on YouTube. And like Google even say, like, you know, you tell people to subscribe to your channel. I wonder I if that will change everything. Yeah, I wonder like if that will change. Yeah, I think people are kind of expect it with, with YouTube, I guess. It's a weird, yeah. weird thing. It's just like different people's different perceptions of things. But I found that very interesting. Um, Trevor from Ohio, we've got quite a few questions to go through yet yeah, and still your hyper chats uh, to say that um, after Drew and Sheamus's match at Fastlane, it reminded me of my biggest wrestling pet peeve. It truly annoys me that wrestling companies treat matches like no DQ, street fights, extreme rules, no holds barred, and sanction matches as the same match. Why can't they just have one name for this stipulation? The question is, what's your biggest pet peeve in wrestling? Oh, man, I feel like I have quite a few pet peeves, but... Uh, I'm trying to think. I feel like I had a go-to answer for this, and now I kind of forgot my own pet peeve. <laughs> I don't know, but I've, oh, I've sure. always title like, reigns was my my pet peeve. There you go. That's what it was. Yeah, like I've never understood. Like the WWE, they love to gimmick a match to be like, you know, it's uh, this is a street fight. This is no DQ. This is that. Like. I was listening to a podcast recently that was reviewing an Attitude Era show and it was like, oh, we're going to have a triple threat tonight and it's going to be no holes barred. And it was like, I mean, there's no DQ anyway. It's a triple threat match. Like, it's, what, what do you mean? What are you adding other stipulations on top of this? Yeah, I feel that. See, I get that argument though. I really, really do. Uh, Shia says, hey, Denise and Luke, um, I've thought about the impact an AEW partnership so far, and I think it's been a success, but not a big success. Kenny Omega characters really developed in the build-up to Hard to Kill and the big money map with private party stuff, but I think we need to see Rich Swan on Dynamite to get more eyes on Rebellion with Omega. I think that's coming. I think it's just like, you don't want to pull the trick on that too early, but uh, that is like, we'll get Rich Swan on AEW Dynamite before Rebellion. Personally, I think it's just like it's the viewers. I think some viewers, they just want to watch AEW. They don't necessarily care, care about the impact portion of this. There's people that just want to watch impact and they don't care about the AEW version of this. And I know this because I remember when I was in that Twitch chat 
for uh for one for like the first for the first show that they like did together uh where, where AEW came in for impact and I remember watching the uh the chat and it was just so much drama between the impact fans and the AEW fans and I thought man I thought you guys were all gonna be on the same page here and they weren't they weren't on the same page and so that's kind of where I figured out that hey there are some people that just want to see something there are people that want to see both there are people that just don't care etc yeah like so we watch um aw pay-per-views on fight uh here in the uk and like they have a, like a live chat thing of people who are watching it also on fight there are people who buy aew podcast uh, buy aew streams wanting the company to be bad and it is just them troll and they just they, they do it to troll like that's what they get off on it's just like they buy it <laughs> they get off on it. Bad. like they do but like they like they don't want to just see the like whatever the company do i think would be this but they literally buy the pay-per-view just to troll aew fans and and riled them up and AEW fans are very easily riled up so like it is just like when our like mantra is like don't look at the chat because it is a minefield of awfulness yeah it's it, it it's terrifying because like you know i'm not i try to be very very like honest and i i'm very honest like on twitter and on my podcast where i'll say how it is like if i if i'm gonna be critical of AEW or wwe i'm gonna do it fairly and so there are times where i'm honestly critical about something and that doesn't mean that I'm not a fan, right? But then mm -hmm. I get these comments where people are like losing their minds over it. And I'm like, you do realize that out of like that one criticism, I put like 20 other tweets out there that were all very positive things. But yeah. and then there's times if you're too overly positive. And it's like, I've been called, you know, AEW show. I've been called WWE show. And I'm like, I can't be both. Gotta pick one or the other, guys. Gotta pick one or the others. But it really is just like that. I think it's what the person wants to see out of, mm -hmm. you know, out of you, out of me, out of everybody else who's tweeting. But I do think that people need to learn how to accept criticism, but also not bury people when they do the criticism and when they don't do the criticism for something. It's just like whatever your opinion is, let that be your opinion. Uh, Mark Jones says, I wanted to ask you about kayfabe following on from Fastlane and particularly Kim Orton's tweet to Alexa Bliss. It seems like this question is quite relevant. Uh, is kayfabe really dead? Many of us fans have been, been saying it for a few years now, but I wonder if it's really true or has it just simply evolved? I would say it's kind of dead. Yeah, like I would say in a way that it is, but then you do like if you like click to a reply, like if you basically look at the replies to tweets from WWE, there are people who do think who act like it's real. And but that's you know. like sometimes you have to wonder about these people though, don't you? I, I, I do. I'm like, who is yeah. this person? What's their life like? What's their <laughs> you know? story? What's, what's their story? story right? Yeah, what's your life story, man? Like I need to like I, I I don't know. Like that's how I feel about it, where it's like, come on, come on. Let's be real here. Uh, LJ Mickey says, Roman Reigns has changed his character, his attitude, his gear, even his teeth. I think it's time to change his music. It's the last his thing that reminds me. teeth are great. Of oh, they're amazing, aren't they? Um, uh, it's do you think it's time to change his music? 100% change his music. Like, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't done it already. I agree. But seriously, kudos on those teeth, Roman. I would love those teeth. I think about his teeth randomly. I'm like, I wonder how much money I got to have to get those teeth. <laughs> oh, too much money. As someone who's just like, I, I had a tooth taken out this year. And this cost me like upwards of 800 pounds. Like just to get one oh, yeah. tooth taken out. Oh, it's out. Like, expensive. Oh. Dude, and then they were like, call me. He's like, oh yeah, and you, like, we're going to do an implant. And I was like, cool, how much is that? And I was like, no, it's probably about like 1,500 quid. And I was like, 1,500 pounds? Like to get one tooth replaced? No, man. Like I'm just... I'm just going to go for it. And with, insurance. And, yeah, with well, insurance. and with insurance. 
I've already used part of my like health insurance to pay for like some of the 800 pounds. I only get 400 quid a year for dental. <laughs> I don't even uh, know what insurance I have. I just know it doesn't cover enough. <laughs> I know. And I'm one of the lucky people. I get health insurance like you wow. know, for, for, de for like dental and stuff. Um, Mike Phillips, but you know, the rest of our NHS is free. So I can't complain too much. Mike Phillips, um, with how busy Denise is, what are the chances we could ever see her on Board Game Club on No Rolls Barred? I'd live Hollywood Salcedo to play Blood on the Clock Tower. What the hell is Blood on the Clock Tower? Oh, is this one of those brain strategy games where I have to come up with a plan? A little bit, yeah. So essentially, oh, yeah. You, get oh, given, no. you get given a role, and you essentially like play through a night of things, and people get killed over like through the night, and you have to kill people during the day to try and find out which one of you is the demon. Um, and you basically gotta like, if you you can, you know, you might be on the villagers team, which means you gotta try and prove that you are a villager, or you're a demon, and you gotta try and hide the fact that you're a demon and try not to get killed. That sounds like a lot of work, Luke. Oh yeah, it's a lot of work. I I ain't great at it either, and I love I love playing it, but I am not good at that game. Look, I just like to roll the dice and move my little thing. <laughs> All right, just tell me what I get when I land. Um, Christiana says, uh, The Fiend is detached from reality more than ever. They're going for the supernatural uh, with Randy's black goo, Alexis' telekinesis, and fire powers. If she has such immense powers, why does The Fiend need to do Sister Abigail to take Randy Orton out? What's the storyline justification for them caring about winning matches? And you know, in that case, she could just be like, you know, doing this, and all of a sudden you just see the guy like flip backwards. <laughs> see, exactly. that's why like it doesn't really work, in my opinion, because then you have to like suspend your disbelief for certain things and not for other things and then if you start going into it like you know like this person did like you know really thinking about this stuff it gets very complicated you have to like yeah. not think really hard about this uh rlt sandwich um what are your thoughts on kane going into the hall of fame i watched the video from the bump where taker told him and i almost cried myself i know the hall of fame doesn't mean much of anything to at least to some fans but seeing kane's reaction shows that it really meant a lot to him I actually loved Kali's reaction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you I haven't see seen his? That. No, they, no, was, I haven't. I think they should have made a bigger deal about it than they did. Like, they mainly just kept it on their, like, WWE Now India pages. And I'm like, nah, let's make this a little bit more of a big deal. Like, I like the great Kali. And he was just like, yeah. <laughs> that was his <laughs> reaction. Yeah. <laughs> um, but going back to this i'm happy for kane happy for everybody that's getting inducted i just feel like it's way too many people and i'm like they should have let them all have their special moment like not as not only is it so many people but it's virtual and i'm like mm -hmm. thinking these people could have been saved for next year or the year before they didn't necessarily have to all go in this year yeah like i i am um... I mean, the Hall of Fame doesn't really mean a heck of a lot to me. Like, I'm glad that they enjoy it. Like, and I'm glad that it, you know, and it means clearly means something to them. And that's lovely. And I love that. Like, seeing Kane's reaction, I'm glad that he is happy. Like, that is really, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. But how would uh, you yeah. feel, though, if you were going into the Hall of Fame for your life's work and you had to share it with like 10 other people? Uh, well, I'll oh, sorry, but I'll go into the W. I don't think I'll be going into the WWE. No, like, and let's just say you're going into a hall of, I don't know, podcasters hall of fame. Yeah, okay, and... well, I have thought about this, but so like it, doing it as a virtual thing. So I, there's a TV show here in the UK called Taskmaster. It's one of my favorite shows on at the moment, or like MasterChef or something like that. I wouldn't want to go on that at this point. Like, if I was a comedian, I wouldn't want to do Taskmaster at this point because I'd want the crowd there. Like, I'd want an audience there. So, like, at the moment, there's no audience there, so it kind of feels real, like weird. So I would be like 
like I think I'd be one of those people to be like, no, I'm just going to wait until crowds are back. Then I'll then I'd want to do a show like this. And I think there's maybe Batista. Fame, <laughs> yeah, like Batista basically. Yeah, it was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I actually like whatever I know his reasons were for like uh you know scheduling conflicts and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, scheduling, scheduling conflicts. conflicts. Yeah, right. <laughs> but. <laughs> Okay, so we're on the same page here is what we're saying. Yeah. All right, we're on the same page. Scheduling conflicts. Um, either way, like I would want to wait until there's people and I want to go in when only like five people are going in and I want to be the headliner. Like I ain't going in like just, you know, one of 20. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there's far too many people. Uh, Tyler said, uh, this is my first mailbag, but I just wanted Luke and Denise to wish my girlfriend Maria a happy birthday. She doesn't like wrestling, but she loves the Friday show. Oh, that's hey. amazing. Happy birthday, Maria. Happy birthday, Maria. Um, Sophia is back in the, uh, so I need to send this across to you because I will just get it wrong. Oh, so here we go. I can get bueno. I can do that bit at the start, but that's about as far as I can get. Oh, my turn. Oh, I was reading it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, she says, Bueno, siempre es divertido escuchar a Luke pronunciar en español, pero hace un, mu pero hace un muy bien. Oh, que hace un, un buen trabajo. Uh, P agarró mi nombre incorrecto, pero aquí está mi pregunta. Okay, she says that she likes you pronouncing the words in Spanish, so you should probably try uh, that you do a good job. And that Pete mispronounced uh, their name and that oh. here is their question. Oh man, Pete! Oh, I'll pass that along to Patreon, Pete. Way to go, was, Pete! Yeah, you way to go. Tell him you got a complaint and in Spanish, you're fired, Pete. Uh, but the question is, Denise, is there anyone you'd like to rep on the mic, uh, like Alex does for Pentagon? And Luke, is there anyone in AW that you'd like to do promos for? No, I can't cut a promo. I, I feel like I'd have like my charisma will all go out the window. I think I'd be a terrible manager because what I'd, I'd want to be a heel manager but I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So like, I'd, I'd be real bad at it. <laughs> I can't say horrible things about people. I'm just not good at it. Like, I, I just don't think Luke, I'm convincing. You know? You're too nice. Stop it. You need to get some Hollywood Salcedo blood into you. You oh, need to man, be more mean. <laughs> you're too nice. How would you be afraid of hurting people's feelings? That's terrible. <laughs> Even in a kayfabe world, I'd be like, oh, man, I don't want to say any bad things about no, them. No, <laughs> stop it. How do you, you know, now that I think about it, how does this match? See, this is what I mean. You're like the nicest person, right? Thanks. But yet you like, like wrestling, which let's be real. There's some things on there that you shouldn't really be liking. If you're like this nice <laughs> person, then you listen to all this angry, heavy metal music and you're too nice to listen to the angry, heavy metal music. Like this doesn't make sense. Sick good music i like the music it makes me like nod my head it makes me bang my head it puts me in a good mood that's why i got all right yeah. i'm gonna have to teach you how to be a little mean i don't know how but we're gonna teach <laughs> oh, you no. have you ever ghosted anybody no abs oh, absolutely not no okay, yeah. that would, like, maybe they'd feel so bad that i'd like, like cares? Oh, what do you mean who cares i care who cares no <laughs> if someone is like terribly annoying you just ghost them See, no. we're gonna start. We're gonna teach you how to be mean. You're gonna learn the Hollywood Salcedo way. <laughs> uh, Brendan said, um, "Every so often, we hear from uh, people in your position that if this wasn't your day job, you'd probably stop watching WWE, except for the pay per views and NXT." My question is, what would WWE have to do to get you back into it so you were just watching, um, or like, what would it make you do for this to be 
say, screw this, I'm out and quit your job and do something else? Uh, see, I don't know, because I feel like, yeah, I even when I stopped watching, I watched the pay-per-views, highlights of Raw and SmackDown, or I would just read what happened, really. Like, I would just read it <laughs> instead or see it yeah. online. Yeah, but like, I think for me, like... I, the, uh, joining this company, joining WrestleTalk is why I watch Raw on a weekly basis. Prior to then, I've never watched Raw on a weekly basis. Like I've I've never watched it week to week. I've always just read. Like even like back in the early 2000s, like I was never watching it week to week. I was just oh, reading see, I did. Yeah, I used to watch like every week for years. For years, I would have mm. missed a show, and then and then I started missing a few, and then I came back. <laughs> um what would it be to me to quit this job i think i don't know i enjoy this job too much because i get to hang out with my best friends like all the time yeah. it's just it's the best like, i'd have to get rules. fired <laughs> <laughs> or just get offered like millions of dollars doing some other job uh and also like he has um what would happen what job would you do do you think what would you go to next like if you did like leave this what would you do next i, I don't know i thought to, about it I'd probably get back into an office job. Like, that's what I've done. You would be years. happy with that? Like, well, I'm not saying I'd be happy with it, but like, that's you what I'd be happy doing. with your alternative option. Got, yeah, but I've got to pay rent. Like, I'd pay rent. I've got to pay my mortgage. I've got bills to pay. I've got to, like, you know, I, I would just have to go and find a job that can, like, so I can, you know, help, help pay the mortgage with my wife. See, I can't do that. I got to be happy. <laughs> Oh, Denise, I I went through so much. Like I, I'd done nothing but crappy jobs since I left university just so I could like- So did do, I, so I, I wasn't happy. House. Oh yeah, I was never happy about it. But I, I was, was miserable. Like, oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna say, that's the other reason I never quit. I worked too damn hard to get to this point. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and Robert's last question here in our Patreon mailbag question is about um, the wrestler. It's your WrestleMania debut in the main event. Oh wait, event. pause. I have my other job. I think oh, I'd yeah, be like a publicist. Ooh. It'd be kind of fun, a publicist. I'd be like, yes, get my client on your show. <laughs> um, my friend does that. She works in PR. I'm so sure it's probably... fun, right? Like they get to chat with yeah, people all the I time. Think she, I think she enjoys it too much. Oh, then maybe not. Oh, next career. Yeah. Because I, I I, think her argument is like, yeah, it's fun. Like if, if it's a show that you're enjoying and like the people that you're working with are good, but sometimes you work on some shows that are bad and the people on them are just awful people and you don't Oof. want to represent them and you've got to, you've got to deal with them um anyway lastly, i got it Robert. magazine editor that's what i would do i'd be like um what's her face in 13 going on 30 right there that's my job lastly from robert i uh, said it's the wrestlemania main event vince comes to you and says you can do anything or get anyone for your entrance what is your grand entrance for wrestlemania rob zombie is playing me out that is what we're doing we're gonna have rob zombie and he is gonna play a uh, dead city radio and that is gonna be my entrance can i be like your living dead girl somewhere in the corner just <gasps> yes. like coming out see i knew that, that. i knew that i knew that. that was a good reference Let's get through uh, the last of these hyper chats that have come through. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, Erkato uh, on the Bianca Sasha thing has said WWE has lemonade ready to go. Instead, they make lemon. Instead of making lemonade out of lem uh, lemon out of lemonade, they tried to make it into lemonade again. Um, Luke Sermon said, "Hey guys, love the Friday podcast. You two make me laugh. Watching Wrestle Talk and other channels makes me start I want to start my own channel, Sirloin Gaming. I was wondering, what are you two most looking forward to on Stand and Deliver? Mine is Cole versus O'Reilly." Walter Champa. Yeah, that's for me as well. Walter Champa, 
yeah, it, uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, for Cole O'Reilly for like storyline purposes, but ch- like, oh man, I'm looking forward to watching Walter wrestle again. I would pay to get chopped by Walter. Like no. if that was like a thing, access to get paid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've told you this before, but like when we did the Wrestle Talk punishments at Wrestling MediaCon in 2018, that was my suggestion was like for us losing. I was like, because Walter was like, he was one of the wrestlers we had booked for the show. And I was like, oh, we should like go on stage and get like chops by Walter in front of a live crowd. That'd be really good. But the promoter that we were working with was like, I can't get that cleared with health and safety. Like, because Damn. he he may make your heart stop. So oh, are like, you serious? So, yeah. He was like, he's like, he does not mess around and he won't hold back. So like, and, and he's like, and you guys aren't built for it. I, I don't think I could get that cleared. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind then. I take my money back. I don't want, I don't want Walter to be like, done. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I mean, I'm taking chops from Rampage Brown and that sucked. Uh, and, and he was holding back. Um, Wrestling Talk Sign Guy said, did it annoy anyone else that Dasha interrupted Christian to ask what they were talking about? She could have just listened. Also, when Kenny put down Cutler and the camera did a wide shot, Cutler's reaction was great. Like, what did I do? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like Dasha doing her interviews and stuff. They got to give her a line. Dang. They got to <laughs> give her something. Let her have a line. Um, Sean Breslin said, WrestleJamia is stacked with two championship matches, Luke versus Ollie, but we need the greatest match possible on this card. WrestleCat versus Wrestle uh, Cultaholic former heavyweight champion, Pablo Escocato. Meow. Well, I think that we'll have to get that booked. He's too important. Uh, Adam Pearson says, salutations to my two favorite people in wrestling. Here's my question. Have you both been, uh, you've both been signed to NXT, but as a rib, uh, you've both been given the opportunity to choose each other's entrance music. What are you going to choose? Yeah. And also gonna... Nick, Nick, Nick again says this cap slander is not appreciated, which I absolutely agree with Nick. I'm going to give you Spice Girls. So tell me what you want. I what you really love mean. that. I oh, would love no. that. Dude, the Spice Girls rock. Spice yeah, but it'd be funny. Roll, You'd be man. coming out to this like very funky music. <laughs> but, um, but, but that wouldn't be your character though. You wouldn't be like this funky, spunky guy. <laughs> no, you'd be I looking can't. like Rob Zombie coming out to Spice Girls. That'll get me over even more. Like I would absolutely adore that. Like Spice Girls rule. Fine, then you know what? I'm switching it. You're coming out to Dancing Queen by ABBA. That's also a great show. Like, dude, I'm a Brit. I'm I'm British, right? So like, I go to a lot of British wrestling, like British wrestling shows. The wrestlers that have got like popular pop songs, they're the ones that get over. Like, Grado got over because he had Madonna as his entrance theme. Me and my co-host, my podcast co-host, were talking about this literally last night. Like, Nixon Newell used to have Bewitched as her entrance theme, and that got her over massively. Really? Like, oh yeah. Like, if you have got like a pop song, the crowd are just gonna be like. This is the best wrestler ever because we get to <laughs> because we can sing along with this and we're going to have a fun true. time. So I've always said like if I was a wrestler, I would have two unlimiteds, no limit as my entrance music because like the crowd would go no 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 and they would be like that that will get me over like the the entrance music will do all of the hard work. Okay, well there you go. My rib's not going to work on you. <laughs> go back. I'm going to give you some boring country music. <laughs> there it is. Yes. Um, Ash, say la vie. That is the one. Um, Barbie Girl by Aqua. Another great shout. Um, <laughs> great track. Um, yeah, I think I, w- I would definitely give you some Slayer. Like I would give you like South of Heaven and stuff, particularly because South of Heaven's got a really long intro and I'd make you wait until it kicked in. Like the intro is like 45 to 50 seconds long. So you just got to stand there for ages and wait for the beat, wait for the drums to go boop, 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 like, for that to kick in. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. You know, when I was doing ring announcing for Aro Lucha, they gave me like a, like a theme song and like, the, I didn't know what the theme song was until I came out. It was this really 
funky song. And I was like, oh, is this my personality? <laughs> I needed it. I was walking down. I was like, why do I feel like I need to be jumping in like circles or something? Um, yeah. Or WAP. What a great song. Anyway, that is That's all we've got. That's your theme song. WAP. <laughs> and I will do the routine and everything. Oh, I will do the routine. Oh, and you're going to get will. over. I would get over. I will make some Tories mad. Uh, that is all we've got time for on this edition of the Rest Talk Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us. We really appreciate every single person who tunes into this show and who supports us on Patreon, sends in their questions and or hyper chats. Uh, Denise, what have you got coming up on uh, Instant Culture? Okay, so really quickly, if you haven't followed me on Twitter, go follow me on Twitter because I am trying to get to 20K by the time it's my birthday. I have 53 days left, which means I have to get over 50 new followers each day to make it to 20k so if you haven't followed me yet on twitter head on over there at underscore denise salcedo and then youtube.com slash denise salcedo i just uploaded a brand new interview with carrying cross and people are loving it so check oh, that yeah. one out youtube.com slash denise salcedo if you've ever thought how did uh scarlet bordeaux and carrying cross get together you can find out and it is a scoop. wonderful story you got the scoop i got the scoop <laughs> Have you got any big plans for the weekends? Um, yeah. So I actually got a head start on my April work. So I'm going to try to finish it all by this weekend so that I could have a not as hectic April as, you know, as I should be having. So I want to kind of get a little bit of the stuff out of the way first for the week. So that's what I'm doing this weekend. I'm doing work that I should probably be spacing out till April, but I'm doing it this week. Nice. So you, that's your whole weekend is planning doing that? Yeah, I started yesterday already. So I kind of just have to like finish it all. Yeah, oh, nice. Um, That's yeah. Like, I mean, isn't that, I feel like you were expecting something like much better. And then I gave you this really boring answer. Oh, no, absolutely not. Like no weekend is ever like, I mean, that might be a bit of a boring weekend, but I'm, in, I'm a bit of a workaholic. So like, I, I'm going to be editing this weekend as well. Like uh, my wife's going out for a walk with one of her friends. And oh, nice. Like, because like we're now allowed to uh, go into public spaces with friends, but it's like uh, with two people, I think, or people, two people from two households are allowed to oh, be I outside. See. Or like three people from two households or something like that. But anyway, she's going to go for a walk with her friend, but I've got to drive her there because she doesn't drive. So I've got to drive her there and then go pick her up afterwards. But I'm using that in between time to edit podcasts. And I'm actually quite looking forward to it. Yeah, seriously, get some work out of the way. I feel you. Well, at least you won't be alone. Just know that some in some world... Across, no, across the world, some person <laughs> in California oh. is doing the exact oh. same thing. <laughs> um, but it's also like, it's a very exciting weekend. Anyway, it's my wife's birthday tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Did she watch so the she, show? I was going to say, did she, she watch this show? I was going to say, will she hear what you have planned for her? Or don't, no spoilers. Uh, no, you can tell me. She knows. She oh, knows. she knows. Yeah. Okay, so, what is it? So tonight uh, we are doing an online escape room um with some of our friends we did one for my birthday last year and we really had a good time so we're doing another one of those um with her friends which that's gonna be really really cool and then my friends as well i should say uh, and then tomorrow we have got a makeaway which is where like you know a company sends you like a restaurant sends you uh the stuff to make a restaurant meal at home oh so we're having tacos tomorrow these like uh they're short like rib tacos so it's like fake meat and stuff but yeah we've got we're doing tacos tomorrow and we've got it, it's tacos for four so and we're having them for just the two of us oh yeah i like that yeah. that sounds really good that sounds really oh. nice actually the, the escape game and then also the tacos that sounds oh. fantastic 
I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited for it. It's going to be great. Like, I feel like it's my birthday because I'm that excited <laughs> to be these days. You're like, you're like, this feels like, yeah. No, that's really good, though. I like that. Aw. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so that's going to be really nice. Um, And, yeah, probably watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, catch up on some TV and stuff. It's going to be a really nice chilled weekend. Um, it I'm sounds good. It. Yeah, it sounds nice, right? That's exciting. Uh, when is your birthday, Luke? <laughs> December. De- oh, December. Oh, that's right. We were talking about, duh. We were just yeah. talking about that. Like, I feel like December was last month. Wow. Oh, yeah, dude. It feels like, I mean, I've been in this house now for like three or so months. Like, and that doesn't feel like I've been in this house for three or so months. Like I moved in in December, which is about four days after my birthday. It does not feel like that was when we moved in. Oh my God. No, I feel like everything just feels like it's gone by so fast. Like when I think about like where we were at, like just during the holidays, it really does feel like it was just like a month ago. And even this year, I'm like, how the hell are we already getting into April? So when we found out about the vaccines coming in in April, I told my fiance, I was like, damn, that's forever from now. He's like, Denise, it's next month. And I was like, that's forever from now. He's like, Denise, next month is like next week. And I was like, oh, oh man, I'm really like messed up on like where I'm at in my timeline. I had the exact same thing today. Like I have people asking me, like in our team meeting, it was just like, what's the plan for Mania Week? Like with the podcast and live streams and stuff. And I was like, no, I'm working on that at the moment. And then someone said, You do realize it's in two weeks' time, right? And I was like, Oh, you're absolutely right. I do need to work on that today, actually. Yeah. I need to get some stuff written down so we know what we're all doing. Like WrestleMania feels like it should be much further away than it is. It's because we had the fast lane pay-per-view and I feel like we had uh you know we we had Elimination Chamber just prior to that. I mean it's and revolution. Been, exactly revolution. So it's been like non-stop where I feel like WrestleMania should feel like a little bit more secluded, like on its own, like working our mm-hmm. way over there. But no, it just doesn't feel like doesn't I, I mean it feels like WrestleMania is coming, but then it doesn't at the same time, especially because I'm not going and I'm so used to going too, which I'm really bummed out about that. Don't even get me started on that. I'm gonna be so jealous of everybody there. Like I'm gonna have major FOMO. Oh yeah. Did you not get the offer to go? No, well, I just I, I decided not to go. I don't have a vaccine and I like I don't want to go to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go to Florida without a vex without being vaccinated. And then like, you know, like I think about this and I'm thinking, you know, I went the entire year without getting COVID. And then like right before I get my vaccine, imagine like I go to WrestleMania in Florida and like, God forbid, like, no, I don't want to risk that. And I don't want to risk other people. Like, no, it just wouldn't be, it wouldn't, it doesn't feel like a smart idea to do on my part. Uh, there was an email that we had in uh, that I wanted to read out to you, actually. Where is it? What do 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 I'm pretty sure I've got a message for Denise here. Ooh, um, message. Uh, in honor of International Women's Day, this was sent a little while back now. Um, I just wanted to let you know you're one of the most inspirational people, not just women I know. Watching you Aww. grow and embrace the mantle of the most hardworking person in all of sports entertainment has been one of the best parts of the past year. My mental health wasn't the greatest around mid-2020, um, but just watching you do the magazine podcast with Luke at the time brought some much-needed positivity in- into my life. To top it all off, you've even turned into a, turned me into a Swifty. We may not know <laughs> each other, but you've made my life exponentially better. That's from Abby. This is incredible. Oh my gosh. I really appreciate this from Abby. I like, it really makes me happy. I had no idea that this came in and that I feel like you don't always like, I know like people based on the numbers, you see people watching the podcast and, you know, the several podcasts that I'm on, but I think sometimes we forget that, you know, there's people out there that start to feel a connection with you. And it, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, it's like, it's crazy. Like sometimes I, I for, like, not that I forget, but it's just like, it trips me out. Like, I don't know. Does it, does no, it matter to you? 
No, I, I get it as well. And it's it's funny as well, because like I've had podcasts that I listen to where like, you know, they, they sort of helped me out through some like some dark times or, you know, if I'm just like feeling really blue, I'll listen to a podcast and it makes me feel better. I've never thought that my podcast would have the same effect. Like, there you never, go. Like I've never, I've, I've just, I've never thought that like, oh, I wonder if my podcast has better people. I, I will, people have used my podcast for the same thing, but, but I've done it for other people. And I just like, so I know that like they do like talking Simpsons is a podcast. If I'm feeling blue, I'm just like, I'm putting on these lads. Cause they'll really cheer me up. Um, yeah. Just never seen that people would do it for us either. Exactly. That's how I feel too, because I feel like this last like year, year and a half or so, like, I feel like I've had to see myself a little bit differently than what I'm used to seeing myself as. So it's mm -hmm. caused like a lot of like self-reflection type of stuff. I don't know. It's complicated. <laughs> I don't really know how to, how to explain it, but I'm really we'll, thankful for that email. We've also had some feedback on your tasting video that you did. Um, oh, we still have feedback on that? Yeah. Uh, quavers being rated higher than squashies. Have a word. Um, <laughs> also, it must be the first time in history someone has opened a packet of wine gums with a pair of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, and of course, Yorkies do not taste like Hershey's. Hershey's taste like sick. Still great content. Cheers, guys. Keep up the great work. That was from Andy, Andy McLean. Thank you so much for your email. That video um, spiraled a lot of opinions. A lot of opinions, which I'm very thankful for. And um, we've also had this one from Brandon from Texas, who was um, in recent uh, of International Women's Day. I thought I'd pose a question to you guys. Imagine that I am uh, from five years into the future and I'm emailing you to tell you that WWE has just crowned the very first women, uh, female WWE champion. With the knowledge that you have right now of all the active women on the roster, who do you think it would be that won it? Charlotte Flair. That'd be my answer as well. 100%. That'd be who it is. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I was that is Becky, but I was like, Becky's not currently active. So that wouldn't be the right answer to this question. So if Becky was active, I would say Charlotte or Becky. Yeah. Do you miss Becky? I do. I do miss Becky, but I'm also very looking for, I'm very much looking forward to that pop when she does return because I feel yeah. like she missed a period that necessarily she could have missed essentially. Like she didn't miss out too much being gone during this COVID era. Like if she was going to get pregnant yeah. and leave, like this was probably the best time to do it. That's actually a very good point. Good time to miss out, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, what was she missing out on? Like, like you know, just she wasn't missing out on much. The dome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Uh, right. Well, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the podcast. And Denise is a very busy person, as we've all talked about. She's got lots of video content to do, it, it turns out, even over the weekend. Um, but also doing video content over this weekend will be Andy and Pete doing the Smackdown review on Saturday and then Ollie Davis and I reunited and it feels so good we'll be uh, doing the Raw review on Tuesday thank you all so much for listening have a great weekend everyone take care I love you goodbye Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.